Hello and welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name's Tom Rebeck and I'm here with Catherine Hammond. Today we're going to talk about SASE, what it is and what it means to telecoms operators. We've published various articles and reports on this topic in the last month and we'll add links to them in the show notes. We're going to switch things around with this podcast uh, with uh, Catherine asking the questions. So at this point, Catherine, I'll hand over to you. Great. Thanks, Tom. So we're talking today about SASE and SSE. Uh, maybe you could start, Tom, just by explaining what you mean by those terms. I, I know that they're used in you know, slightly different ways by different people at times. So it'd be great to, to understand what you mean by them. Yeah, so they are terms that have been uh, sort of uh, flexibly interpreted, shall we say. So SASE or S-A-S-E, um, the acronym stands for Secure Access Service Edge, which doesn't really tell you very much about what it is. Um, but essentially, it's the combination of SD-WAN um, and some other uh, security services, cloud security services, um, and remote access or ZT, ZTLA. So it's the combination of networking and, and security. So that's what's referred to as, as SASE. There are various different definitions of it, but the most common, uh, most common definitions include SD-WAN, firewall as a service, uh, zero trust networking access, which is the, the remote access solution, secure web gateway and cloud access security broker. So that's SASE. Um, and then the alternative term, which is becoming more common is SSE. So that's security service edge, again, a term that doesn't really tell you very much. That's essentially a subset of SASE. So if SASE is the five uh, five components, then SASE is, uh, SSE is just the three. So it's the, the cloud access security broker, the CASB, secure web gateway, and the, the remote access solution. So essentially the SSE is a subset of SASE, just focused on the, the cloud security elements. Okay, so SSE is the cloud security, and then if we add firewall as a service and we add SD-WAN, we get to something that we think of as SASE. Yeah, exactly. Great. And it's quite a hot topic at the moment, isn't it? Uh, why, why is that? Um, so there are the reasons both from a demand and, and supply side. Um, so taking the demand issues first, and some of this is, I think, largely theoretical, at, at least for now. Um, but part of it has got to do with changes in the way of working. Some of that's COVID related, but a lot of it predates COVID. So in, obviously increased uh, numbers of people working remotely, working from home. Um, again, obviously that was commonplace before COVID, but, but much more common in the last couple of years. So that's part of it. And then the, the second part of that is increased uh, use of cloud applications and, and, and cloud services and a real mix of the different types of applications that um, employees are accessing. So there's that changes in the way that people are working. Um, and then linked to that on the demand side is the, the need to reduce the number of vendors, the need to reduce the, the amount of complexity. So IT teams are looking to, to simplify things um, and reduce the number of vendors. Now, we've seen that for, for a long time. Um, but in some sense, the, 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 the changes in, in, in the way that people work has, has made things more complex. So you've got those um, five different elements that we talked about a minute ago. Um, now, in the most extreme scenario, you might have five different vendors, each supplying one of, one of those um, components. The idea of SASE or of SSE is to reduce that and reduce the amount, the, the, the amount of complexity, reduce the number of, of, of vendors. So that's from the, the demand side. I think it's also fair to say, particularly now, there's a, long, there's a strong uh, vendor push, there's a strong supply side push. So particularly from 
the larger vendors or from the vendors who've been working on these sort of solutions for a long time. Obviously, they have an advantage. They've got these components already developed. Um, they have an advantage in pushing, in, in promoting this vision, in, in pushing this vision. Um, it makes it much harder for smaller startup security vendors or networking vendors to get into this space because the, the barriers to entry are so much higher because it's got so many more more components. Mm. So, so from the demand point of view, you talked about um, demand from needing the features to support new remote working and also demand for having a, a, a more of a converged product from a single mm. one or two suppliers. Um, and yeah, it makes sense that vendors who can do all that are pushing it strongly. Um, wh- what about operators then? Are, are they getting involved in SASE? Is it a good thing for them? So we're seeing a lot of interest in, in SASE. So I would say pretty much all of the operators that have a, a, a business division either have some sort of SASE product launched. Um, we can argue whether it really is SASE or not. Some of them are fairly bare bones SASE, but they, they have something launched or they're looking at it. Now, for most of them, it's seen that they're looking at what we call before SASE, so it includes SD WAN, and in many many respects, it's an extension of the SD WAN service. So they're trying to use the uh, the SD WAN uh, solution that they're already selling, and then build on top of that, often with the same vendors, sometimes with some other vendors, but often using other components from the same vendor to then sell in other components to the same customers. So it could be um, selling remote access to to, to uh, people who aren't behind an SD-WAN, uh, behind the SD-WAN service. Um, so people working from home or working from other, other locations um, and also adding things like CASB or Secure Web Gateway for people accessing uh, other services. So, so it's a way for telecoms operators to sell um, more services and it's part of a broader strategy for them to move away from just connectivity to selling other security networking products. Um, so there's that incentive. There's also the potential threat if they don't offer it. So the risk is that the telecoms operators just provide connectivity and then somebody else provides the whole bundle of services from SD-WAN um, to CASB, Secure Gateway and so, so, so on. So there's the threat to, to operators if they don't get involved in, in SASE. Okay, so it sounds like a lot of operators have already launched. Um, those that, that haven't yet should be thinking about it very soon. Yeah, so in the report that we published about a month ago, we looked at what 12 different operators are doing. Um, they, there's quite a lot of similarity between those operators. They're all in high-income countries. They've all got a large enterprise base. So we're talking about operators like um, like Verizon, like BT, like Orange, like Telstra, Colt and others. So um, yeah, they tend to be the ones with a uh, large a base of large enterprise customers um, and in, as I say, high-income countries. Um, and the solutions that they're offering right now sort of vary. Some are offering what you could, I think it's fair to say, are full SASE solutions with all of the different components that we mentioned up front. Some are more uh, simple and they're really just, um, well, typically SD-WAN plus Zscaler, um, but with the, the, the intention of adding other services later on. And and as operators launch their SASE services, are there particular things they should be thinking about, particular challenges that they face with that? So I think it raises a number of challenges for, for operators. Um, the first one is around differentiation. So particularly if they're offering a SASE solution from a, a single vendor, so that means they get all of the components from a single vendor. So Versus quite often mentioned, Palo Alto is also mentioned and, and, and some others. So in that case, the operator 
uh, is essentially reselling the full stack from a single vendor. So then there are clearly questions about how do you differentiate that because other service providers, telecoms operators and non-telecoms operators can be selling exactly the same solution from the, the same vendor. So then there are questions about differentiation. What can they do? Um, some of the operators we spoke to talked about obviously around connectivity, that's, that can be a differentiator for them uh, where they have their access networks, um, the, the quality of both the, those the networks, but also the quality of service, the, the quality of the customer service, um, their responsiveness to clients, um, but also in terms of other features and other products that they can uh, that they can sell alongside it. So I mentioned before using SASE as a, as a, as a bridge to selling other um, security products so things like endpoint security could also be included, mobile security maybe, um, but also other networking products. And we've heard operators talk about um, particularly selling other services in the land. So things like managed uh, managed Wi-Fi solutions. So differentiating by offering a, a range of other products alongside the basic SASE service. Okay, so it sounds like lots of things that they can add on to that basic service um, to, yeah. to make themselves stand out a little bit. Yeah, there are lots of ways that they can differentiate. Um, the second risk uh, for operators is that the SSE model will will prevail. So that SSE model is just the the cloud services, and it doesn't include SD WAN. Now, some of the vendors that we spoke to believe that while well, SD WAN will always be used by maybe very large enterprises or enterprises with specific needs, for a large number of enterprises they may not need SD WAN. And you could imagine an enterprise that has access to two very high speed internet access circuits, maybe a gigabit, maybe 10 gigabits. If you've got access to two 10 gigabit circuits, um, some vendors are arguing that then you don't need SD WAN, you don't need the, to prioritize traffic, you don't need to kind of load balance between those two, two different connections because you'd have so much capacity anyhow. Now, if that's the case, they then enterprises may be able to just buy an SSE service. Um, and I think this creates problems for operators. As I said before, um, SASE is really an extension for most operators of SD-WAN. They're using SD-WAN as the starting point, the fact that they're providing on-premises equipment as, as the, the entry point and then selling other services. Now, if what enterprises actually want is just the cloud service that can be switched on like any other software as a service uh, product, then that creates challenges, I think, for, 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 for operators. Um, and then the third thing that I think is a challenge for, for operators is, is just to think about what is the what, what does future demand look like compared to what demand they're seeing right now. So again, from the operators that we spoke to, some are seeing more demand for, for SASE than others. Um, generally, they're having the conversation with clients about SASE. Clients are interested in SASE and, and what it is, but they aren't necessarily seeing that in, in RFPs. Where they are seeing demand for SASE is from very large enterprises, maybe big banks. And th these type of customers want something different from the, the mid-market. So these, these types of customers, they'll have separate net networking teams. They'll have separate security teams. Um, they will e Each of those teams will specify different products. So they will want those SASE components to come from different suppliers. Um, that, I think, is probably quite different from the demand that we'll see in a year or two from the mid-market um, where they don't have a separate networking and security team. They just have an IT team. They're less concerned about having the latest and greatest um, individual component. Um, things like simplicity and ease of management become more important. 
now for those uh, for those type of client, just getting a SASE solution from a vendor that can offer all components is probably more probably more com- more compelling. Um, so I think operators, there's a, there's a risk that they'll be focused too much on those very large enterprises that want something different from the, the mass market later on. Mm. So, so very much an evolving market and one that operators are going to have to watch and adapt to as, as demand potentially changes over time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't think we really know which of these different models is going to prevail or to what extent um, enterprises will be happy with a SASE solution from one vendor. There's lots of open questions. Um, yeah, so I think that's a key part of it is that operators need to be need to be flexible in how they're they're approaching that, and we can see that from some of them. Um, certainly, if you look at what say Orange or Deutsche Telekom or Verizon are, are doing right now, they've got a mix of different approaches. They're working with a variety of vendors, and that puts them in a good position to for uh, adapting to the market when they, when it's a bit clearer what what enterprises want. Great. So a uh, topic that's certainly worth keeping keeping track of as it, as it develops. Uh, thanks for that, Tom. It's very interesting today. Great. Thanks, Catherine. Um, as I said at the beginning, there's, there's plenty more of the, about this on our, on our website and we'll add links in, in the show notes. If you'd like to automatically receive future episodes, please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast. We also welcome your comments, feedback and reviews. Thank you for listening. <laughs>